0: There's always this magical part of the year where my girls are just seemingly one year apart. Now, my children are actually 18 and a half months apart, but there's always this little piece of the year where I can be out in public and someone will say, oh, how old are your girls? And I can say, oh, they're seven and eight or they're five and six. I especially remember the time when someone at the grocery store checkout would ask, oh, how old are your little ones? And I would say one and two. And they were like, wow, you have your hands full. Now, I only have two children, but the two under two, that was a season that I will remember. And whether you have three under three, four under four, five under five, like however this works for you, I wanted to share an episode with you today that is really just a big hug. Um, This is a, a difficult season, but I wanna encourage you with some thoughts and share with you something that truly saved my sanity. And I hope that you never feel guilty about. So that is today's episode on managing two under two. Hey, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant here at Little Z Sleep, and we love sleep. We love it so much that we are on a mission to tell the world that sleep is a thing. Sleep is not a competitive badge of honor, it is not something that you have to wait and survive through and trudge through as a parent. You actually can have sleep now, and we are all about that. And here on the podcast, you will hear stories from well rested families. You will hear troubleshooting, problem solving, and everything in between to help your family make sleep a thing. Of course, you don't have to wait for every episode to come out. You can actually get a step-by-step sleep training plan over on littlezsleep.com shop. From newborn to preschool, we want to help give you the resources to increase your family's sleep every single night and ensure that your family is happy, healthy, and well-rested. If you have two under two, you've got to get some sleep. And you're rolling your eyes and being like, Becca, that is the worst thing you could possibly tell me because I have a newborn and I'm not sleeping. And I get that. There is an element of sleep deprivation when you have a newborn and we're not sleep training your newborn. But it is true. If you can get six unbroken hours of sleep, your mental health and your general health is that much better. In fact, postpartum depression significantly decreases your risks if you are getting six hours of unbroken sleep each night. So if you are able to pump and have your partner feed a bottle in the nighttime, I would definitely do that. Or if that means that we need to have you go to sleep as soon as your baby goes down to sleep at bedtime, just so you can get as much as you possibly can, I want you to do that. Remember to get some sleep. And I'm also talking about that old saying, sleep when the baby sleeps. It's a little bit harder, I know, when you also have a toddler running around, but when there is overlap, which we'll get to at the end of this, when there is overlap of sleep, you need to take that for yourself because giving yourself sleep during this time is literally the only way that you are going to survive because when you sleep is when your own health improves. Okay, the second thing I wanna encourage you with, TV is okay. In fact, TV is going to be your friend. So I have two girls. They are 18 months apart. Not only were they 18 months apart, but three weeks after our second daughter was born, we moved from Louisiana to Virginia. And our house was in shambles because we were moving. And we had everything in a pod except for some camping chairs, the TV, some things in the girls' rooms, things like that. Very bare bones. And I leaned heavily on TV. And you know what? My now four-year-old She doesn't remember that time. (laughs) In fact, I remember having my own guilt about how much TV she was watching. But as we were packing up the house and preparing to move, and I was trying to figure out how in the world and when this other baby needed to eat and how to get her to even fall asleep, even for five minutes, I had to lean on my TV friend. And I don't remember what shows she watched. I just remember turning on the children's section of Netflix a lot. So even if your little one is not interested in TV, but you know that they love games on the iPad, girl, do not guilt yourself into that TV time. Please don't do that. Now, we're not abusing it, and I know you're not, but allow yourself the freedom to be able to sit in some silence. Maybe you give them the headphones for the tablet for a little while, because you need not only the sleep, but you also need some peace and quiet. And TV is okay. It's not gonna turn their brains to mush. Please allow them some screen time for your own sanity's sake. That's a personal preference thing. I know some people are anti-screens for quite a while, but if you need it, you need it. The next thing I really want you to do is get your older child involved. So here are some ways that I was able to get my oldest, who again was 18 months at the time, involved with our newborn. I had a basket of diapers. And at the time when we were moving in those first three weeks, it was not a basket. It was like piles of diapers laying around the house. But when we did move, I was able to create a little basket of diapers and wipes, you know, in each room of the house kind of scattered throughout. And I would ask her to please go get me a diaper and she would help me do that. So that was so great. I had a little helper with me at all times. And even though sometimes she got sidetracked, I would praise her endlessly when she got to me with that diaper. And I would show her where they were. I would praise her when she gave it to me. And together, we would change the baby's diaper. So she would hand me the diaper. She wouldn't take the dirty one, but I would wipe her up. And she would take, if it was just a wet one, she'd throw it away. If it was a big, dirty one, I would take it. And I made that part of her responsibility. And I don't have to tell you that your almost two-year-old they crave responsibility, right? They want to be involved. They want to help. So give them a job. Show them where these baskets are. Help them get the diapers and bring them over to practice and let them be in control of their little basket of diapers. And why not even throw some of theirs in there too? Because um, if you're like me, you had two little ones in diapers for quite a while. The next thing I want you to do is get them involved with your newborn sleep. So this totally depends on where you are and how your day is like. But I was able to be at home with my girls, and every time we got baby down, then I was able to get her older sister to help me do a couple of things. So I asked her, hey, could you go pick out a book for sister so we could read her a book before she goes to night-night? Hey, could you bring me her sleep sack and help me zip it up? Oh, could you zip it up? Oh, good job. And I would praise her for all those small things. As we got her ready to go down to take a nap, I would have big sister go turn on the sound machine, go turn the light switch off, things like that that to help me move about the room and help me prepare the room for sleep, which was so super helpful. So getting her involved, not just in diapers, but also in sleep too, and helping her do small things like turn on the sound machine, zip up the sleep sack, lift her up so she could turn the light off, small things like that really helped her, yes, make a part of the process. But I think it really helped her understand that like, look, (laughs) this is a human being who's not going around anywhere. Like, She's going to be here with us for quite a while. And you can help be involved in her process. So I know that was helpful. And still to this day, she has the job of turning the lights off. And while the sound machine has now transitioned to the younger one, they each have their little jobs that just carry on as they grow. And that's been fun to watch. So get them involved, whether that's from diaper changes to nap time to bedtime routine, get them involved with each other. And it makes things a little bit smoother if you can help train them from the start about things that they can do. Hey, if you do not have a child who is sleeping through the night and you are ready to make sleep a thing, did you know that you can be matched to the Little Z Sleep program that is right for you? All you need to do is head to littlezsleep.com sleep dash quiz, or just click the handy link below in the podcast show notes. And we want to match you to the sleep training program that is right for your family. Once you take this quiz, you'll find a video where I explain what this course is all about, and then you can jump in. This is available for you right now. Go ahead and get matched to the program so we can help you make sleep a thing as soon as possible. All right. If there's one piece of equipment Gosh, actually, there's many pieces of equipment. But if there is a big piece of equipment I want you to get, it's a good quality baby carrier. I didn't really use our Ergo Baby very much with my oldest. But I wore that thing out with our second kid. I went all kinds of places with our youngest in the baby carrier, and it was so super helpful. So, if you don't have one, I want you to research and find whichever one works best for you. I happen to love the Ergo Baby, I didn't get the 360. I don't know, I read things about their like legs not supposed to be facing forward, and I don't know. I just went with a regular Ergo baby and it was amazing. So I actually tended to wear her more than my husband did, but when we were in places where maybe I did want to spend more time with the toddler and my husband could be with the baby, that was great for him to be able to wear the Ergo baby and not feel like it was, I don't know, covered in stars and polka dots and things that I liked. Honestly, he wouldn't have cared, but it was just nice to have that option. So I definitely want you to invest in a good quality baby carrier because you're going to have more on-the-go naps and it is okay, all right? Don't be thinking that you need to be crib training your baby the moment you bring them home from the hospital. That's not happening. They're gonna be in a bassinet or maybe a crib in your room for a little while, as long as you would like, but you're gonna have so many more on-the-go naps with this baby, and that's great because I want them, of course, to become accustomed to your family life, your family situation. Because we had a young toddler we went all kinds of places with both of them. And when she was a newborn and they're having four to five naps a day, I think only one of those naps was actually at home. And as she got closer to four months, then I made sure that two of the naps out of the four were at home and the other two were on the go. And I want you to, again, not stress over the fact that you've gotta be home for tons of naps. You simply don't. Because for one, you've got a toddler who needs to get out and needs to have that energy expelled. But you also, again, for your own mental Mental sanity, you got to get out of the house. So invest in a good quality baby carrier that you like and you would prefer so that you can have on the go naps successfully. And don't be concerned. And don't you dare feel guilty about getting out of the house more with this one. I remember with our very first daughter, I was cocooned up and I watched every single episode of Gilmore Girls Possible. (laughs) With our second, I don't even think I watched much TV. I know my oldest child watched way more than me and we had so many outings. And so it was just the way of the game for us that we had so many more on the go naps. Now, speaking of naps, this is the juiciest part and the thing I'm most excited to share with you. Did you know I want you to create the nap schedule that works for you? Now, this is kind of rare, and I want you to hear me out on this. I am not about those, um, I guess, parenting philosophies where, oh, baby's going to adapt to our schedule, and baby's going to be all about us. Now, I did say that. I will take all of those words back. Before I had kids, I thought that my kid was going to be on my schedule, and we weren't going to change our life. Oh, (laughs) if I could hear me now, gosh. Here I am on a podcast talking about baby schedules are super important, so life comes a complete 180. But I definitely wanna look at the fact that we can help maneuver and help shift naps so they help you out. So here's what I mean. Once our youngest was about four months old, between four and six months, when we were trying to do a little bit more crib training with her, my oldest was on one nap a day. And her nap was from 12 to 2.30 every single day. Well, the youngest, hers was varying, but her typical pattern was to sleep a little bit in the morning and then a longer afternoon nap once she got to the two-nap schedule. So by the time she was six months old, I had then gotten involved in taking some yoga classes at the gym. And these yoga classes were at 1045. Well, my youngest was supposed to go to a nap at 930. And if I was going to allow her to sleep the full hour and a half, I would totally miss this yoga. And then only an hour and a half later, I'd have to be getting my oldest down for her midday nap. So do you hear me out on this? Are you feeling like you're trapped? You've got a morning nap, a midday nap for your other kid, and then an afternoon nap for the other child. It's like nap, nap, nap all day long. When are you supposed to get some things in? So... Sure, I could have maybe done some like YouTube yoga, but I had to get out, and I was absolutely in need of some people in my life. So what I ended up doing, because here's the big sidebar here, because my girls were sleeping 12 hours of night it is okay, and they had healthy sleep skills, it is okay to maneuver their naps. So whenever I'm working with clients who have two under two, here's what I suggest. If we can maneuver naps in a way that works best for you and gets you out of the house and get you some mental sanity, let's do it. So... I ended up capping my youngest daughter's nap in the morning. I only let her sleep 45 minutes, which turned out to be her sleep cycle. So it can be anywhere between 30 and 45 minutes. I allowed her to get one sleep cycle in, 45 minutes. Then I would go get her up out of the bed. We would immediately get in the car, drive to the gym. I'd get there at 1045. We would um, have our time there. And at about 1145, I'd get them back in the car. We'd drive back home, do lunch, have my oldest go down for her midday nap. And at 1.30 is when my youngest got to go down for a nap. So ah, I had an hour of overlap and it was glorious. (laughs) You can do that. okay? If you have a child who is on a two-nap schedule and you can maneuver their naps a bit, this is a great way to do that. Remember, four-month-olds, five-month-olds, we're not on a nap schedule. They're having maybe three to four naps a day. So you could have one to two of those in their crib. But when you're at six months... I want you to have as many in their crib as possible, and you can maneuver these because we know now your child has great sleep skills or sleeping all night long. Let's make these naps work for you so that you can get what you need to be done, okay? So again, I give you full permission. If maybe it's the morning nap you want to be longer and the afternoon nap needs to be shorter, that's okay because at this six to 12-month mark, I'm looking for three hours of daytime sleep. So my little one ended up getting 45 minutes in the morning, and then I would put her down in the afternoon. Afternoon, and she'd get a little over two hours. So that was perfect. She hit her target and I got an hour of downtime. It was absolutely amazing. Now, let's not count the fact that maybe like three to four months later, my oldest dropped her nap completely. And so that time was gone, but it was a really wonderful time to be able to manipulate those naps. And it is okay to do that. So I hope you got some encouragement from this podcast. If you have two under two, you are doing a great job. I just want you to know that. Wherever you are in your journey, you are doing an amazing job of being that mom, being that dad to your two under two. And there is nobody else who could fit that role except for you. So remember to get some sleep. Remember to give them the tablet so you can have some sanity. Help them learn how to give you diapers and turn on the sound machine. Get a good baby carrier. It's okay to manipulate their naps. And above all, check out that newborn course if you need some help. (laughs) You're doing an awesome job. I'm so thankful that you are here with me every single week. Sweet dreams. See you next time.